Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. (laughs) Yes. The Skunjili Man... Um, in a lot of ways, I've been getting a lot of feedback on it, talking about Slenderman this almost, week. Almost too much feedback, I must say. A scary uh, amount of feedback, I think. To be honest, I, not that I was surprised because of simply just the folklore behind Skunjili Man and how so many, now that people are connecting the dots. The folklore is you finding a squid and onion bowl of soup on the street. That's the folklore. It's getting bigger than this. It's getting bigger than that. It's getting bigger than you. <laughs> I I don't know what's truth or what's not anymore. What are you talking about? I know last night yeah. I sat again, intrusive thoughts, wondering, Scoongilly Man, when is he coming? Sure. Is, have I done this? Have I created? Have I unleashed this? And then people are sh- already showing me. I got one letter immediately describing the fact that they had already had people having dreams. I, I think they are just against the Italian people. No. And that is, you're going to get a lot of responses from Brooklyn, from Listen Queens, to this. being like, I've I seen the Squingeely man. He always steals my pizza. All right, I got this letter here. Yes, no, th- this is huge. Sure. Uh, the, the, this was huge. I, I reminded a listener of a story that they believed that it, that was suppressed in their memory yeah, they, uh-huh. them and their brothers, uh, they were playing in their backyard. We do have to start the show. No, you must hear this. Okay. You must hear this. Yes, before we even start the show. Uh-huh. They must have been six or seven at the time, which would have made their two brothers around eight and 13. Uh, this is highly detailed. Yeah. Uh, so as they were playing, they heard their dogs go absolutely nuts, like thinking there might be some kind of wild animal in the thick woods in between ours and our neighbor's house. We scanned the tree line. After a few minutes, we went back to play, but then we heard rustling in the tree. Now it was difficult to hear since the dogs on the other side of the tree hadn't shut up yet, but we could hear these branches kind of parted and we saw the wait till you see this. He saw, uh-huh. he said that he saw that what was making the noise. There stood what looked like a man. Um, to my recollection, to this person's recollection, he was by average height of a man, totally perfect height for what a man should be. He was about five foot seven. And I looked Uh-oh. down at his, he had these great sneaks <laughs> on these kick-ass J's, these beautiful the Air Jordan 5, the great retros. Wow. Such beautiful suede, beautiful suede on those, high quality. I said, I noticed that his face was made out of some kind of Italian dish. Whoa. It was made of squid. Wow. And onions. And the smell alone, because that's how you could tell, like the skunk ape, the smell comes first. It's the smell. The smell alone made all three of us just throw up on the spot. We immediately ran for the house. And as we ran, we could hear the creature in in non-mistakable Italian. It's going, scungel, scungel. Uh-huh. All As they right, ran everyone. into the house. Okay, great. Stay- <laughs> Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. This is huge. I am Ben with uh, Henry, the creator of Skinjili Man. I did not it. was real. I shared a collective unconscious moment with I everyone. would love the only way that we can solve or debunk Squinjili Man. Squinjili Man? is to find the person who lost that wonderful, wonderful squid, uh, wonderful onion soup somewhere, someplace around California. Someone is looking for their soup and we need to find them and get that soup back to them. And that's the only way that we can kill Skunjili Man once and for all. Honestly, I don't know if we can kill him because also what will the kid do? 
What will the kids do? What do you mean? The kids just found out about this a week ago when their parents were listening to this episode in their car and the kids really wanted to listen to Justin Bieber, but their parents were like, no, it's my car, my rules. When you get your own car, you can listen to whoever you want. But Henry, you need to go to, you need to, go to a restaurant and one day you will again. And then I think all of this, all of this excess energy that you have that you're taking and funneling into the world in, dare I say, a dangerously negative way. How is this negative? Because this is just all fa- this guy does is, is break into your home. What does he do to the children? You haven't even talked about that. But I don't we, know. We it's, don't know. What is the, if you, I'm going to say to you, it's the truth. You know, there's real news no. this week. There no. is real news. The truth okay. is neutral, Kissel. All right. There well, is that is no why we're here. That's why we're here it, right now in the dumbest timeline in the history of timelines. Yes. The truth it shows is the how truth. fragile truth is and how the people that hold truth to be sacred need to work harder. But we do have... Massive news this week. Henry Zabrowski, he's going to put on his whoop, MUFON investigator hat. Although now MUFON, no. I think the hat's gone. It's what's, gone. what's the other company? It's gone. The there Henry is no other real one. The Henry Zabrowski UFO company hat. Henry, the untitled Henry Zabrowski <laughs> project featuring UFOs. I know how much you love lanyards. It is strange, and I'm happy you're not a cop. So, UFO disclosure. Oh, yeah. So, you can smell it more than the onions coming from a squingeely suit. It is everywhere. It's becoming mainstream. Uh, The UFO, we recently had a whole bunch of new documents released. And uh, the Pentagon, well, uh, turns out they're they're willing and ready to talk. Which makes me suspicious. Well, that is the ultimate irony. As soon as anything becomes official, it no longer can be real in the mind of many conspiracy theorists. But I, you know, we talk about reparations and that we can have that conversation a lot when it comes to... Do we talk about reparations a lot, Kissel? Do do you and I? I'll give reparations. But anyway, what I'm saying is, in this case, I think the federal government needs to provide reparations of mental health help to Every single ufologist that has been no. demonized, criticized, uh, damn near euthanized because of their ideas. And now the Pentagon is just going to say, hey, you were all right. Meanwhile, those people already lost their family. That's why there's a lot of bitterness in the <laughs> ufological world. Um, if they really wanted to help the ufological world, they could weaponize sex workers and send them to the homes of these lonely, lonely men. <laughs> Oh, sure. Just to help them. Just give them a leg up. Just just to talk. A lot of them just want to talk. So you want to you want to do what uh, Dr. Evil did in Austin Powers and you want to get fembots. Is that your solution? I Yeah, I think fembots would help a lot of the problems in this country. I actually agree. I totally agree. De- okay. Definitely better than handing someone a Pepsi. <laughs> that is what a current reference. Thank you, Kendall. Yeah, it is a current reference. Yeah, it is. It is. Let's go to the truth. Let's get to the truth. We've we've bolly gagged enough. Is that a word? I don't know. So my week started with our friend Sonia Century, who is a hairdresser model. She's done so much of the creative stuff in the creative world. And she was working on set for Unsolved Mysteries uh, with Doug Sackman, friend who helped create Trollville. They both worked on Trollville. Uh, They were work. They were both a part of the art department for Unsolved Mysteries. And in the middle of shooting this, and as we know, the Unsolved Mysteries had an episode come out. That was all UFOs, and it was great. It's up into Berkshires. Episode four was the best episode of the series, even though I do love all of the, I just miss my UFOs and my Unsolved Mysteries. I miss Robert Stack. And they do a little, they show his face. I know. It's nice. Um, But Sonia said that while they were shooting, she shot video of a UFO. And, you know, we were having a socially distanced hangout in Kissel's backyard. And we're sitting there being like, what are you talking about? She showed me this video, and it is like a cartoon UFO. Mm. I have never seen. I'm talking about full pie plate flying saucer that they saw that everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. But it was just like, if I saw it, I'd be, I was just, my knees were above my hips. Yeah, I was so it happy. Was, it was almost as if we were back in Glasgow and someone was playing fiddle music and we looked down and all three uh, of us were dancing just instinctively. This UFO footage that I saw as well, it was pretty cool. It was super dope. And that was the beginning of the week. And then as the week sort of went on, it was everywhere. And all of a sudden, on the tip of everyone's tongue. Much like a scungeel, how it lies. I don't want to hear about it. Now, New York Times 
has in December 2017, they were the first ones to come out with the newly released, the leaked Tic Tac video, the gimbal video of these supposed UAPs that the Pentagon at the time was like, and they since went on to claim in April of this year to say that these are actual official videos of what we are calling unidentified aerial phenomena, these UAPs, and we saw that's where the classic Tic Tac video came out. Now, now what we're seeing here is a slow rollout of new news. Well, we, mm-hmm. when the, in December 2017, when that article was first first came out in the New York Times, they revealed a program called ATIP, which was a UAP investigative branch of the Pentagon, some somewhere hid deep inside the US Navy, that right. supposedly was an operation from 2007 to 2012, which and then it was quote unquote shut down. <laughs> Henry, do I do I have to ask this question that's on the minds of every single person listening, man, woman, and child? Did they call it a tip because they're not giving us all the information? They're I not think- giving us all the goods, they're just giving us the tip. I wish that they had that level of creativity <laughs> uh but they don't okay they just seriously don't but what they said so they said this thing this program was over um and then last month what we see marco rubio who's a part of the was it the council for senate intelligence was this bullshit that you know you know what he's on yeah rubio he's in the national intelligence committee so he knows that's national intelligence so you know it's full of stuff but you know the one interesting thing when it comes to them they're all talking about this not necessarily from the ufology perspective not necessarily from like the beep boop boop click click clack click aliens they're like yo china's got all of this stuff china's got all these well, new weapons and all of this new space there's so stuff. much I mean, stuff kissel there's so much stuff here okay i just this is it's just the beginning because is that a smoke screen for a double smoke screen of the united states has a ufo sitting in a hangar somewhere and they're trying to crack the secret of what's inside that ufo versus these other countries and they can't let them know how far they are and they're all positioning against each other but let's let me let me try to roll this out Okay, roll this out. So the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program was supposedly ended in 2012. Under Senator Harry Reid, it was given these $22 million that basically went to Robert Bigelow and his program called bass which i forget what it stands for okay now bobby bigelow this is this man is very famous we've talked about him before but isn't he a little controversial as well i i it's not controversial he was just a man and he made billions of dollars in the budget hotel industry he tried to create space hotels it didn't pan <laughs> out but he was also super into the paranormal okay. so he purchased famous ufo hotspot skinwalker ranch he has several other ranches that are within the utah area that are supposed to be these hot spots of ufo material he was trying to create a tangible like essentially a zoo for bigfoot slash chupacabra slash wendigo slash fucking uh uh, skinwalkers slash ufos slash ghosts he was trying to create a place essentially what they were doing in beetlejuice what robert goulet wanted to do yeah so all that being said with the United States government came out with this New York Times article that came out, I want to say it was like three days ago. I believe it was July 23rd. Yes. The headline is no longer in shadows. Pentagon's UFO unit will make some findings public by Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Keene. Now, they are the ones that have been kind of following up on the story for the last couple of years. Right. What they are saying, what this hinted towards, which is it's just a further like revealing of okay so a tip was one program they said they stopped it what they're saying is is that they gave a nod to a budgetary hearing to another inner pentagram program that would now is just called the uap task force and we yes. have no clue what that is there are several people who say that the a tip a tip never stopped and it's people like eric davis who is Essentially, race dance from Ghostbusters. If it wasn't played by somebody who had the charisma like Dan Aykroyd, he Ooh, the is, charisma of Dan Aykroyd. I love he, it. He doesn't have that spark, he do- but he's got the mind. He's got <laughs> yes, the mind. Yes, he does. He thinks he's very important. They went and they had a meeting in the Pentagon. Quote unquote, okay. they had a meeting where they were all trying to su- suss out who's got these what they are calling meta materials. So the U.S. government is now coming forward and saying, "Okay, we are taking whatever this is serious." And Harry Reid was misquoted in the original article saying, which started the whole flurry of all the activity. Yes. Harry Reid saying that we had a downed UFO and that when we had now that we have it, we need to show the world this material and what we got out of it. And he he immediately put the brakes on it, even though all of the articles already started coming out saying you misquoted me. I said, if we do have something 
like right. a crashed UFO. We should be more open about our results. So that's a pretty big if there. And this has been and Harry Reid sort of by government, by the government standpoint, Harry Reid has been on this for a minute. Uh, he was there in 2007 when uh, the program was begun. That was the Defense Intelligence Agency. That's uh, it was the DIA that had that program. Robert Bigelow had his own company called NIDS that he created on Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> when, when NIDS, all horrible names, all these horrible right. names. Hold on. How is it like? It seems like a, somehow a slur against children who died young. I don't I know why. What is wrong with this? I think you could call the fat man with the MUFON lanyard a NID. <laughs> NIDS was one group that disbanded, but the DID and the DIA saw things that were going on inside of Skinwalker Ranch they were really interested in, so they created a program called OSAP with Bigelow as well. And that's where Harry Reid got involved, and then it all kind of morphed into A-Tip with Luis Elizondo, and we see his leak is what led to the December 2017 release of that article. Now, the main crux of all of this is there is an inner debate within the ufological world between scientists and kooks alike about the concept of does the U.S. government specifically have a downed UFO or have some form of what they call these metamaterials, right? Which right. is this this bullshit that comes off of UFOs. Now, this goes back from the 50s. In the 50s, in the, the, the NICAP talked about this thing called drops or falls from UFOs. And they said, this is from the 1950s. These things have been floating around for, for fucking 70 years. Yeah, that damn, all right. In 1950s, they said that when UFOs would pass over, they would see the experience chunks of metal would fall mm. off. And when these things would split, as they commonly do, or explode, as they've been described, sure. they would shower the ground, what they said was very thin, wire-like filament that they people have kept for the all over the years. And now and Art wow. Bell famously had a collection of them called Art's Parts. Now, TTSA has said, <laughs> up until now, yes, it does yeah, sound like his fucking like dildo store. <laughs> Art's Parts. Art's Come parts. on in, what is it? Oh, it's your cock again, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, we know. That seems to be the only part, Art, that you're showing us ever here at Arts Parts, but thank you. The truth is out there, but it's also right here in my pocket. So basically, so you got stuff falling from the sky, so now I can make a Joe Dirt reference, because of course, Joe Dirt, he thought he had himself some massive military-grade weapon. Turns out it was just a bunch of dookie. Are we talking about nothing more than a bunch of crap here, or is there something significant falling from these skies? We don't know. We don't know. They, j- people like Jeremy Corbel, who created the, the new Bob Lazar documentary, who's been working with George yeah. Knapp, he says that he got a hold of some of this metamaterial that appears to just be friggin' like aluminum, straight up like aluminum folded in weird ways. All these things where they are not necessarily exotic material, but okay. they're made in different ways than we would make them. But it's this kind of middle world of what the hell are we looking at? I have a question when it comes to Harry Reid. I want to read this quote, and I want you to answer from the UFO perspective. Does Harry Reid, is he helping in all of this? Because he seems almost to be an unwilling participant as well. Like everyone who may actually know something about UFOs, they never want to be involved in the story. It's always the people who... Uh, are totally tangentially tied to Marco Rubio's second niece because they have a they have a they have a nephew that maybe went to lunch with her one time at a seventh grade party. Like the people who are really involved always seem to sort of back away when uh, well, it's pressure. because the UFO world's incredibly toxic and destroys everybody who touches it. Ah, that makes sense. So this is what Harry Reid had to say uh, about crashes and objects of an unknown origin. He says, uh, this is after he studied all of this and whatnot. He says, after looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive, some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession. That is a straight up long quote from Harry Reid. He believes that it's possible that we have our own little Tony Stark out there. And if the private what Henry, what is scarier to you, the private class, the private sector, because, you know, that's the billionaire class or the government having these materials globally, Chinese government, Russian government. What's scarier to you, private sector ownership or or public sector? The problem is is them getting together. Ah. That's the problem is them being on the same team. 
It's because they, they are now that that's kind of where the, the tension is, right? Where people are really where people are getting uneasy, especially with the government involvement is their whole mission in this entire thing. The government side, the Pentagon is using this whole thing as potential R&D, right? All right. they want is a weapon. Where the private of sector, course. if you, someone like Robert Bigelow, who seems to just be mostly fueled by curiosity, where he is trying to, but it's, it's these kind of connectations, but I, what's weird is these kind of misquotes and these kind of dancing around this idea right. that it seems like what is going to come out, like if, and so if this UAP task force comes about, which it seems like it's going to. These are the people that are from all different branches of the government. And their jobs are to take a look at all of the sightings that people in the U- in the military have seen, all of these weird shit that they may have found that they may have to buy from the pu- pi- private sector. They sure. may have to, or they have already incorporated it, or they already have it. What they're going to do is they, they're looking for some form of, they, they got to find a reason why they're giving them money. Well, and we have a lot of different people talking here. This astrophysicist, this dude named Eric W. Davis, he's also referenced in the New York Times article. This is the article. guy that is raised stance with no charm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was talking in 2007 when he worked at the program. Uh, he said that uh, the materials that he had uh, researched, they he concluded we could not have made them ourselves. Where is uh, it at, though? And then Where is he it also, fucking at? And then he's also the one who got the uh, who had the terms off world vehicles not made on this earth. Uh, he says the Defense Department agency has those and that that sort of off uh, off world vehicle sort of went viral. And that was sort of what people were seeing all over the Internet. This has been around since 1945. People have been saying that they have some sort of downcraft. But what if and I, and I don't know, it just seems to be they're dancing around the point of. We have something and we don't know what it is. And then I think that all of this is going to end up that the big old UFO disclosure is going to kind of be a fart. It's going to kind of come out really? of like, okay, we'll tell you what we know. We don't but, know anything. Like, we you, don't know what the fuck it is. We don't know where it comes from. We don't know why it's here. It doesn't seem to be directly fucking with us, but it is there. And well, it goes into our most private airspace. I am going to say that I think you're not appreciating the power of a good fart quite enough. You got I mean, it. You're gassy. You're gassy. I know. And the country is gassy. We've been gassy for, for 70 years. We We're need some gas X. We need some gas X. We need, to, we need to be poked. We need to be floating all around the theater and land right in our seat so we can watch the spectacle ahead of us. Henry, do you think that we are now living in a world that already has UFO technology? I mean, we talk about like the rise I of Wi-Fi know. and all of that they stuff. They say that, but I think that that's another weird... That's something else. I don't think that that is true. I think that the, the stuff that we are saying, we, nobody can do whatever that tic-tac in the video did. Nobody can do it. They can't stop at a dime. It kills everybody. They can't move against the wind. There's no propulsion system. They run cold. They, we don't know what that shit is. We don't know what I got it is. A, I got a DM, from a, a DM from a listener saying that her brother was on one of those ships and they saw something mysterious in the sky. Then an alarm went off and everyone was forced to go back in. She said that they told him what it was, but he did not tell her what it was. I don't know what to make of any of that stuff. They are because they're just so common. That they now have behavior that is almost like you can describe it. You can be like the way the Tic Tac video, when you listen to Fravor talk about the guy who spotted Tic Tac, and we're just like, it bounced back and forth. Like it was uh, one of those little like balls, one of those super balls. And they just go bing, 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 bing. But this is not the first time that we've gotten close to the fucking, uh, to disclosure, quote unquote. The UFO trail.blogspot.com talks about how this, they were talking about disclosure being imminent in 1958 after NICAP did a whole presentation to the US government. So we're not in unprecedented times when it comes to UFOs, but I think that it's going to be a lot for people to handle if they it's just this deeper deeper game because then there's a whole conspiracy world view that the entire ufo storyline from 1945 like all of the bullshit has been staged by the cia to cover for experimental airplanes flying in the sky 
Which seems to be a lot. Of course. Yeah. Because of how many people think, but I I mean, I just don't know where we're at. I I just wonder, like, I I have never been so certain in my life, truly, that there is somewhere in a hangar a thing that they throw people at like Bob Lazar. They take Bob Lazar, who to everybody who's a kook, that he was this kind of this dude that was outside of the box, this weirdo fucking guy that he put a jet fucking engine on a Honda and they saw him and they've had this thing sitting in the hangar for so long. And then every once in a while, they they like, maybe this creative guy, he'll know what to do. We'll bring him in, throw him in front of the technology, see if anything comes out of it. When nothing does, then they fucking cut him loose. They scrub him and and now, now everybody just calls him completely insane. Right. So the Senate Intelligence Committee, again, it has voted to require U.S. intelligence agencies and the Defense Department uh, to compile a detailed public analysis of all the data they've collected. At the very least, that's very cool. But as we know, when the federal government releases documents, there's a lot of, uh oh, what's the keyword? Redactions. A lot of things are redacted. It's going so to be could- redacted. And there's <laughs> one note that is very interesting. George Knapp wrote an article about one of the weird things that got declassified, which seems to be one of the main goals of whatever Bass was and whatever the new UAP task force is. It's a human centered study, apparently on Skinwalker Ranch when it was taken over by Bass. Hmm. The people that were working the actual like security and IT and all of these people doing not like UFO or paranormal research. Like I mean, this, there has the normal- to be, this is a ranch, right? So there has to be ranch hands, yes. people who are just there doing everyday yes. odd jobs, maintenance, all that kind of bullshit. They had to get piss tests and they had to get MRIs on a regular basis. They were being studied. Basically bass revealed to them that they themselves were being studied as human detectors of the phenomena, which sounded innocent. Okay. But what George Knapp that is now saying to you, that well, sounded innocent. That to me, I would be like, what was that again? Oh, no, I'm a that's human, I'm a right. human like, test okay. tube baby and I'm 38 years old. They, they blew it over. They, they basically acted like it wasn't a big deal. So they're like, no, we're just doing this. It's kind of due diligent, quote unquote, control group. Blah, yeah, blah, my, blah. my buddy's also, my buddy also is a gardener and he just says he's never gotten piss tested or he's never, he doesn't need an MRI. I mean, like it doesn't really he's make sense. He's not a good enough gardener. You're he's not too good, good of a gardener. I got to see where the good gardening comes from. But what they are <laughs> saying is, is that actually they are, there seems to be some evidence that people who come in contact with these things get sick. And they are actually testing humans to see our reactions to these objects as a sort of like, can we retro build the sickness and use that as a weapon? Is this also compiling like a COVID conspiracy as well? No, no, it's like this is is different. This is like cancer sick. They don't know what it is. It's this thing where they're starting to say like, we are actually going to be doing more studying of the humans involved in this shit than the even the UFOs themselves. And it's becoming a localized problem. We, I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen over the next year. Uh, right. I don't think a UFO is going to show up on the White House lawn, but we might see. The, what their version of disclosure is, which is a big old mommy and daddy don't know what's wrong, which we wonder what, what is that going to do to society? I think for the most part, well, people won't care because we're now so used to a government that doesn't work that like maybe that's fine. You know, I agree with you in the in, in the sense that we have been waiting for so long. We've been edged so long when it comes to UFOs, sci fi. I think that people Already, there are some people who are just going to go batshit insane and completely freak out. But I think surprisingly enough, a lot of people won't care. I was on I looked on Twitter and I hate, you know, me. OK, I'm not going to go down that rant, uh, that ranty rabbit hole. But I thought maybe Twitter would matter. Maybe maybe this would be a big hashtag trending. Not really big at all. Like people at the same time still they don't. They're so obsessed with their own lives, which I understand you got to do what you got to do to live. But I don't know if it's going to be that big of a deal to people. Well, for a lot of people, I mean, it doesn't affect your day to day necessarily, unless you're a person who's constantly questioning reality. And then by then, you're mostly only one of those people if you've been smoking rosin filled 
joints to try to go to sleep, but instead you start watching a movie in the back of your fucking eyelid. It's a movie you don't want to see. Buddy, that's not going to work. You're not going to be able to go to sleep. I tried to do that yesterday, but then I just ended up watching the Danny Trejo documentary, which was very interesting, and I love Danny Trejo. I do love Danny Trejo. I also think the I'll Be Gone in the Dark documentary is not helping me in any way, shape, or form sleep because he's specifically just doing, it's just, it's, it it does feel like at night we're not like, okay, time to watch our rape show. Hmm, this is fun. Yay. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. 
So the Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, I'll just read this one quote here from them. Uh, This is the committee. This is what it states in its bill. Uh, It says the committee remains concerned that there is no unified, comprehensive process within the federal government for collecting and analyzing intelligence on unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh, So they are, at the very least, reminding me a bit of post 9-11, obviously completely different circumstances, but in the sense that they are now going to start speaking to one another as agencies. And I mean, obviously, we saw the CIA and the FBI when they work together, they can get their man. That's the idea, right? But we'll see what comes out of it, because in the end, they are very carefully wording everything. Everyone except for Donald Trump is wording everything <laughs> properly. Yeah, Trump, yes, exactly. Trump is just anyway. That's he's a, whole a fucking monster. Um, yeah. But I, the, everybody else is saying this stuff around, talking about like either unmanned vehicles, unknown aeronautics, like these very specific terms that they're. The main thrust of this is to see if these things come from North Korea, China or Russia. Right. That's right. the main the main idea because there's a lot of people talking about because like same thing like. The that's there out anyway, right? Because you see how the Roswell story turned into it's a it was a ship filled with surgically altered kids with Down syndrome that the Russians sent to us to destroy us with UFO fever, and that the, <laughs> yes, the that was- Rendlesham Forest was a Russian prank, some psyop where they put LSD into the food, and everybody saw this shit, and they're playing all these games, which I won't unacknowledged because the Russians are tricksters, right? Sure. They, are, I, they like to fuck with us mentally. Well, acid, the latter is much better than the former involving Down syndrome children that obviously were killed by the Russians in order to do, I don't even know what. What, what did it to do? The United, I don't it know. Just ha- the only thing it did was gave Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke a career. You know what I mean? It helped Isaac Asimov. Is that the problem? It created sci-fi fever. <laughs> I think it helped us. It helped us go to the moon. I don't know. It truly helped us to go to the moon. So whatever they did, they did it. It, it was the opposite. They, well, thank you. And, and what a trip it was to that moon. We loved hanging out there. And as you can tell, we loved it so much. We never went back. Don't got to uh, go. We already did everything. Yeah. I mean, there's not. I mean, there has to be the fact that we even do, that's what I'm talking about, about lack of interest there. No matter what space is still an abstract idea in the minds of people fortunate enough to think about it. Like most people, we just don't, you don't got the time. You got a lot of shit you got to do. You got to pay these bills. As everybody knows, the rat race is very real. They keep us as rats because they see us as rats. We are forced to be inside of the capitalist structured reality that money is real. But we haven't even gone back to the moon. And we know you can no. get there. Like we can't even. And everyone's there's like, no oh, fucking moon. there's no titties on the moon. There's no oil on the moon. You can bring the titties to the moon. Honestly, I would love to meet the brave first topless woman on the moon. <laughs> How brave would that woman be? You know who well, I vote. I mean, you know who I. You know who I. I vote for as my candidate for that. Who? Nadia White. Nadia White. I think that would be wonderful. Check out Nadia White. Go to her OnlyFans. You know these adult film stars. They're struggling like everybody else. All they want you to do. You can go pay them some money. Tip jerk em. off. Tip them. Have a good time for crying help out loud. Help them, man. Just jerk. Just help. Help a little bit. You know. And you jerk off, and you get a thank you, and it's kind of it's kind of nice. It is kind of nice. So, Christopher Mellon. Speaking of uh, melons, all oh, right. A former, he's a <laughs> former good. top intelligence. We're just the best. We're just such. We're so good at radio. <laughs> so good. We're so good at this. Uh, he is a former top Pentagon intelligence officer uh, official. Um, and when it comes to all the the disclosure and stuff, Mister Mellon says it further legitimizes the issue. Uh, he talks about the research on the topic. He says that in itself is extremely important. People can talk about it without quote. Fear of embarrassment, which I think is actually the biggest thing that's happening, though, is you can talk about it, which that's the first step. Like we yes. are just getting in. That's why it's a tip, because now you can talk about it with not without having to like go through divorce, like without having to go. I mean, you and, can still go through divorce. Sure. Let's not hold you back. No, no, absolutely. If you want to go through the divorce, I say go have the divorce, go find an alien, and hopefully love finds you there. But that is the most important thing in many ways, is that now as a society, as a culture, 
This is a mainstream conversation. I believe MSNBC, Fox, and CNN, not that those represent anything that's actually true or factual, but that is, air quotes, mainstream. We are talking about this without being considered, you know, a total and utter quack. But Henry, the flip side of that is, is this um, cultural appropriation for your people? You're right. You are right. That's my right. I'm sorry. This is paranormal racism is what they're doing. (laughs) They are taking the hell. They are because that's what happened, right? That's why people are so mad at Tom DeLonge and Luis Elizondo. They're so mad. Tom DeLonge is just, he is just mildly handsome. That's why they're mad. He's got the lip ring, I think still. He's got tat sleeves. Luis Elizondo looking like he's on the cover of GQ in the New York Times with the good lighting, the gray scale behind him. I sent you that picture being like, they're trying to discredit this entire article by this guy. And you're like, no, man. That's a cool looking guy. He's a handsome guy. And I'm like, what is going on? He's handsome. I thought you looked handsome. I thought you looked good. But I'm not necessarily going to take all the advice about international, let alone global or interspace affairs. And much love to the memory of Stan Friedman. But Stan Friedman dressed as if Humpty Dumpty was a civics professor. Okay? Yeah. And Humpty Dumpty would have been a... That's great. Has some style. Right? They're trying to do this. But that's why they're mad, He dresses like I do. They're all, they're all, I mean, then um, I take it back. I, re, I fucking retract my statement. <laughs> they are taking the spotlight, which makes a lot of the old school true believers really, really upset. Richard Dolan's upset. Stephen Greer's upset because they're taking it from them. They've been ostracized for years, but now everybody and their mother is talking about it. Hot women on Twitter are talking about it. People are they're like, all of this stuff's happening. And, and they are getting, they got left in the dust because in the end, TTSA is more than anything, a production company. They are just making television shows and they're making content. Right. They have a hold of some of these meta materials. Right. They're not doing anything super significant with it, but this new UAP task force, I don't know where the bitterness comes from because that's what we've been looking for all these years. What about that disgusting attempt to make fiction a reality when it comes to like the space force logo? Which is obviously are, the Star Trek logo. Like, we are in the middle of a, like, this is a this is a fucking chaos magic ritual that we have been a part of for a long time. We have a TV man president. We're in a future dystopia. We're in the beginning credit scroll of a zombie apocalypse of the zombie apocalypse film right now. And so I wonder, like it's it's this other kind of mental trap where are we just trying to fulfill? a sci-fi movie's version of life. Well, that definitely seems like it is the case. I mean, again, that is like not a lie. Go check out the Space Force, which is like, it's they're just reallocating funds from the U.S. Uh, Navy and the and the U.S. Air Force. And they're it's just really, renaming it. They gave it a new logo. It. Then Steve Carell and all them get to make some funny little fucking cute television show about how cute it is. And so yes. they all get to do it and everybody gets to make money. Well, don't well, forget, Henry, Stephen Colbert goes there. So I know that he goes there. He goes but I mean, there. Steve, but I mean, like they it's just find the truth for yourself and know that a part of this is they're trying to bottle the magic of reality of that reality is more complicated than we think it is. I think they're going to have a really hard time pinning down a physical like nature to the quote unquote proof. I think right. they're going to have a really hard time, like even if they have a whole craft I don't think that that was ever the point. It was never the point was to try to figure out like how these things work. We are just in a we're we don't know what we're in. Well, we don't know what our circumstances are. We just don't. We don't. It just shows more and more how little we know about the world around us. As the NBA is currently in preseason, for lack of a better term, heading into the playoffs, I feel like our preseason for this was Fox in the early 90s having alien autopsy caught on camera and all of those things. It was perhaps preparing us because I'm ready to see the real thing because you know we everyone watched that on Fox. That was one of the biggest shows ever. And obviously it was fucking real as fuck. I couldn't. I loved it. I loved that. That special. 
So just lastly, going back to Mr. Mellon, he says if they don't respond, of course, in, in reference to the government, if they don't respond to something like this, what we do, uh, what do we have an intelligence community for? We are talking dozens of incidents in restricted military airspace over years. So the military, it doesn't matter to them if this is thing is from Mars, from Venus, or from Russia. They want to know what's happening over military uh, military airspace, and at the very least, they are going to try to find out the truth. And maybe that is maybe the truth is indeed. That of fiction, it is out of this world. Whoa! Could it be? All right. Well, we will keep you updated on everything going on in the UFO world. This is, again, just the beginning. We are just having a conversation about the military opening up investigations into what they have. We haven't even talked about what they have. It's all speculation. And we'll see. I mean, maybe... We'll see. Maybe it gets blown up. Maybe everything is just like, all right, here is here it is. But of course, knowing uh, the way that governments work, I don't think it'll be that. I don't think it'll be that transparent. Although the private sector, I could also see Elon Musk tweeting a picture of him with a new alien. But that, that's that's the reason. That's what's weird because I expect it from Elon Musk. I expect it from the private sector. I want them to leak it. But there, that's why I wonder. Maybe they never had it to begin with. Maybe they had something, and then as soon as they had something, it's like the knock, 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 G-Man's at the door. It's like they knew already that where the shit was because they've been watching it. Like, watch right. it crash. Watch where it goes. Like, who knows? I don't know. Who knows? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Ah, Jules! Oh, Jules! Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation and modern did everybody come around being like, where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman? And I was like, stop talking to my wife. She's spoken for. You can see it with the Blue Nile. Bling, she's got on her. Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. But I will. This is not the only story this week. Obviously, there's many, many stories. This was just my entire mind. Yeah, was no, taken I love over it. by the story. There is a it. serial killer at Fort Hood, apparently around Fort Hood. We don't know. Three different soldiers have been found. Dead soldiers have been found around this Texas Army base uh, within a month. So three different people. There was Private Major Morta was found unresponsive July 17th in vicinity of Stillhouse Hollow Lake. Didn't know the, don't know the, uh, the cause of death. Um, there was a, another woman that was found dead, uh, which was uh, Fort Hood soldier Gregory Morales was found dead. Um, and then there was Vanessa Gillian. Um, that was in July 1st. Who was another soldier, specialist Vanessa Gillian, was found dead. And they don't know what the hell is going on. They, they're trying to say that they don't know um, that if, if there's a connection or not. Uh, but members of Congress joined advocates for women Tuesday to continue to call for changes in the way the military handles sexual abuse and harassment following the death of Gillian, whom investigators believe was killed and dismembered by someone stationed at the same base in Fort Hood. Fort Hood does not have the best track record. Um, all right, well... So we will, uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated on all the true crime news next week. I think aliens were the thing to, was the thing to do today. Um, also in Wisconsin, just on a, on a different note, uh, a man was hoarding his own coins for 20 years, Jim Holton, and he brought him to a bank uh, to help uh, the coin shortage that evidently we have in the country. So there you go. Nice guy Why there. Why do we still have coins? Uh, I, I don't know. So you can hear somebody coming from behind you who no, has but that's a bunch why we of should coins? Have- we should have mandatory bells. But I why, agree. Why do we have coins? <laughs> well, I mean, it's important. Are coins just garbage? No, you need, you need, a, I actually like coin money. You go to the casino, like, they give you the 50 cent coin. That's those are not cool. coins. Those are chips. That's no, not coin. no, That's no. They, no, they give you the, no, you don't know, Henry. They give you the, they give you the coin for 50 cents because they don't got, they don't got 50 cent chips. That's what I'm saying. Why have any sense? Why well, take, have any of that? Well, it's very important because then you can have right. rounding errors and then you can put it into your wallet and you can ha- have a savings account that like rounds up, you know, kind Get of fun like that. Get rid well, of all I, that. I don't think that that's Why? a good idea because I'm going to be like co- a three-year-old to you. I'm going to be like whenever I'm going to be the replacement for whatever your son could have been. Why? Well, because then everything is going to be priced. All, it's going to go up. If it's fifty now, they're just going to raise it to two. They never raise it. They never lower it to one. Make money worthless. You are indeed a child in this situation. Jim Holton, he turned in two decades of saved coins to the bank in Wauwatosa. (laughs) (laughs) This is fucking, this is real news. Yeah, the other big story I found was teenage boy dies from bubonic plague after eating marmot. Okay, so you want to be careful when eating marmot. Well, speaking of marmots, let's just do Hero of the Week. All right, this Hero of the Week is an unidentified woman. I have no idea who she is, but she is my savior. Little Jerry Seinfeld, of course, the Dash Hound Chihuahua, uh, which I look after and love. He loves to escape. I don't know why. He has no, like, he has everything at the house. Everything, truly, his life is a precious gem. He it's does, insane. He does not want for anything in this life. Never. And uh, he, but he finds an opportunity to escape, and he will. I had a cable guy come over, humble brag. I now have internet. Don't at me. And he moved the gate. And of course, Jerry, he's like, "Oh shit! This guy moved the gate. He doesn't know there's a perp in town. There's a con around, and I'm about to dip out of this prison." So Jerry runs away. I don't notice he's missing for a little bit because I thought I just assumed he would be here. 
Long story short, we're frantically looking. I get a phone call from the animal hospital. A woman has returned Jerry. He's got a little chip. I get the phone call. I did not like him chipped in the first place because it is a sign of the beast. But in the case of dogs, it's very good. It's important. He's not being made to vote. I know he's not like the factory workers in that Wisconsin town who wanted to get their food quicker at lunch, who were forced to chip themselves in between their thumb and their pointer fingers. I'm sure that that does not feel good now. And maybe they've all been laid off as well. Mm -hmm. So that's just a reminder of how horrible corporate overlords can act. Nonetheless, this person was not horrible at all. She had Jerry. She delivered him eight miles away to this animal uh, hospital, to this animal clinic. And I just want to thank her for being such a good Samaritan. I gave her some money and she didn't even want it. But I said, you know what? You deserve it. And so she's this hero. She's this week's hero of the week. If you know her, tell her. I don't know her name. That's the whole story. That's all I know about her is that she's incredible. And if you have ever returned a dog or a cat, you're also a hero of the week. It's to anyone who has ever helped anyone return any kind of animal whatsoever, including a child. You are hero of the week. This is very wholesome. And it is nice when someone just doesn't steal the animal because Jerry's so cute. Dude, it's, I swear to God. So he would run away in New York. By the way, I don't know what's going on with my old apartment in New York, but my boy just showed me a picture. The windows are all smashed in now. <laughs> Finally, it's like the beast was gone and everyone yeah. celebrated and, and went through your thing. It's like when Scrooge dies and they just go and they steal all his stuff. I was the only one protecting that house. I just want to make that clear for 15 years. That was in the family, the LPN family. And I was the last line of defense. And now the kids are running roughshod all over it. 656 Metropolitan. Go Go visit whoever's there. No one's there. The windows are all busted out. All right. Well, I got some letters. All right. Let's do letters. So here we go. First of all, great. A lot of responses on the Vaughn deer. Oh, yes. People talking about these big, bloody deer. Right. That were the people saw, which is, I think, is interesting. But there, I also got a good explanation for them. I got a couple more sightings of these Vaughn deer. So whoever said the first letter, you are not alone. Cool. There we go. Let it go. You remember that? Frozen. Horrible movie. Oh, I, I didn't see Frozen. I, no. I lasted. I try to watch it on a plane and shut it off. Well, that's good. You're not. So, yeah. You're a grown ass man with a mustache. You I'm trying to connect more a- to my inner child. Yeah, but you wouldn't have watched that as a child. No, I we like didn't want, things, I didn't, no, I, I didn't wanted to those. see breasts get split open when I was a child. Yeah, we used to just watch like meatballs and, and porkies, which are mm. extremely prog- problematic mm. films. Here we go. I live in Western PA and like most of Appalachia or Appalachia, we get the weird not deer. I don't know what they are other than not deer. I've had two sightings of not deer. One was close up and the other was driving. The close-up sighting was deeply fucked. Hold on a since second. It was the, broad- deer, the deer was driving. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the close-up sighting was deeply fucked since it was broad daylight and both my sister and I saw it at the same time and saw the same not deer and this was less than a yard away. First, not deer are bigger than a common white-tailed deer, which is fairly sa- a solidly large animal to begin with. Oh, yeah. Second, if you get close to a white-tail, which you could do, you could just see in their eyes they have like half a brain cell. Not, deal, not deer just feel smarter than deer. The not what? deers I saw close up was about twice as big as a normal deer in the wrong color, sort of a mossy green and gray. Hmm. The joints were all messed up and it didn't move like a deer. The way the eyes were set in the head were also deeply wrong. Like deer have eyes set towards the sides of their head. This did not. The antlers were also far larger and tangled with something red that dragged. It just oh. stalked by my sister and I about a yard away from us walking out of a rhododendron bush in the yard. Now, oh, yes, I, I always large... love that rhododendron bush. <laughs> rhododendron bush. Yeah, yes. that's, that's what they call me in my college days. These, <laughs> I make up jokes. How many jokes do I have to make up in a show? Oh, probably at least 13, 14 of them. This is an incredibly large rhododendron bush. It's like 40 <laughs> feet high and it's several pines beside it. It's the border against the road. I didn't think it crossed the road. It just came out of the rhododendron, stalked past us further into the backyard and went back into the woods. Damn, cool. They, they also saw some shit. They also saw fucking, they saw one cross the road as well. So that was one. This other bloody deer cryptid. When my dad was stationed in Germany, and I would frequently, my, my, we would frequently go camping my, with friends or by myself at campsites in the Black Forest region. Oh, love the Black Forest. Apparently, it's nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I'd love to go. I'll take you. Oh, no. 
we'll go, go with, to one of those castles, you know. Honestly, can, that does sound fun. We drink a lot of mead. Oh, that would be fun. Big sausages. That'd be fun. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a lot of spooky stuff out there in the woods, but usually it chalked it up to the nerve of being by myself at night in the woods. Sure. One night I crawled out of my tent to take a shit. I was about a half mile (laughs) walk to the campsite's restroom facility, so I grabbed my small shovel and baby wipes and headed further into the trees. (laughs) Wait a second. Yes, you wipe your asshole and you get fucking, you got to bury your shit. (laughs) All right, I don't know. It's important to bury your shit so people just don't step in it. No, I know. Well, but you're in the middle of the black forest. Maybe it's more so the deer don't find it or the not deer or, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get to something. No, it's extra dark in there. It's black forest. You're going to step into shit. And next thing you know, you made some Thulean upset, some ancient Aryan, and then the Nazis start again. Yeah, okay. It's possible. Now, after digging my hole for shit, I tugged my flashlight under my chin and did my favorite outdoor pooping position, the sloth. They said, Google how a sloth poops. It's the best shit that you could take. This is advice from our, our listener. Great. As I was baby wiping and burying the fruits of my labor, I heard the sound of something large moving through the forest. There aren't a lot of dangerous animals in this part of Germany, but wolves, small bears, and deer aren't uncommon, though they rarely come close to humans, and I didn't want to take a chance. So I turned off my flashlight, crouched low to the ground, and got as still as I could. The creature came down a game trail I could barely see in the moonlight, but what I saw looked much like a deer but taller than an elk with a broader frame. The skin looked shrunken, almost like a mummy's, against a clearly defined skeleton that had the same long, curving horns the other listener described. Where my experience differs is that there was a man-like creature riding on the deer thing's back. And it is similarly long and a mummified look to it. I could clearly see the creature's rib cage and pelvis, and its face was like a skull with skin stretched over it. It had smaller curved horns on its head, but could have been some sort of headdress, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Very weird. Very weird indeed. One good example of it. There was one good maybe explanation for it. Okay. There's a thing called chronic wasting disease that deer can get, or zombie deer disease. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to get more paranormal with it. This is just extremely sad. Yes. Yes, but this is they very common. Emaciation, eye degeneration. Um, they don't know what an abnormal behavior, which could lead to some of the other characteristics noted by the listener. <laughs> the strange shaped antlers could just be normal antlers with the points broken off due to lack of coordination or aggressiveness with other deer. The bloodiness can be explained away similarly, either this similarly, either similarly, either this boy got into a fight with another buck and gored its opponent, uh-huh. a, a gored its opponent, or it got a taste for flesh and was eating meat. They occasionally turn carnivorous deer and they eat birds, small animals. It depends on how much brain damage they have yeah chronic wasting disease in wisconsin we heard about it all the time it's very dangerous and that that's a sad conclusion to the not deer if it really is just something it says is that it doesn't explain them being built huge okay that is a thing that is does not normally happen is the big ones and the big 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 old the big antlers is something that also it's something with chronic chronic wasting disease would not have and finally the fact that this deer has been seen by several folks over several years would be impossible with cwd as this disease unfortunately kills its host within a year or two of symptoms appearing so who knows all right there it is listener emails the von deer this is i mean this is shocking stuff we're constantly um, exp- I, my brain is getting expanded, yet, interestingly enough, dumber, but we are learning yep. more. Isn't that That strange? is my entire life. <laughs> my entire life is just jamming information into my head that makes my sleep worse and my yeah. relationships more tenuous. Absolutely stressed. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the truth is being exposed. Where is it? Nobody knows, but you can find it uh, yourself. Uh, be be um, I, I cautiously optimistic and also be skeptical, but also open minded. Can we feel comfort with dissonance? And no, there are things that are going to make, they're not going to make entire, like, lock-proof sense. Some things are going to be just beyond your fingertips. And they, I guess, the, and there's that Robert Browning quote, um, uh, oh, if doth man does not reach for the heavens and miss, what is the purpose of the heavens? Absolutely. I feel the same way about the chicken roller dog at 7-Eleven just behind the glass. You want to get there, you see it. But of course you can't. But at the end of the day, thank God you couldn't. You can get it. You could just buy it. 
Yeah, but it's not good to do that. So you don't want to do that. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. All right. You got to live every day. Look towards the skies. Sure. Quit looking at your feet. Look at the skies. You never know what you're going to see. You never know what you're going to, if you're going to see something in the skies that makes your neighbors afraid to speak to you. That's perfect. And you got to laugh, laugh at the idea of anybody saying, oh, uh, well, with the aliens, why don't they just show up and make all the, everybody be happy with each other? It's been like, well, aliens got fucking shit to do on their own days, all right? Right. They got to yeah. live their own lives. So why don't you live your life to yourself? Yes, absolutely. They've got to live, uh, chortle, and, uh, and love. And you got to laugh. You got to yeah. laugh. You got to live. And you got to love. Knowing that the only truth that's important is the truth that's down inside of your heart. I'm very Except happy you said heart and not pants. But I'm guess I am growing physically. Yeah. Well, you look great to me, buddy. All right, everyone. Oh, also, we have to. We'll be remiss if we don't mention the merch on behalf well, buy of our merch. Technically, our manager is doing his job by reminding us constantly to mention the merch. So he is doing his job. Move and now we merch. are doing our job. So we got to move this merch. We got to talk about this merch. <laughs> Buy the merch. Lastpodcastmerch.com. It's not it's just great. even for us. It's for it's great. We it's got great a fan merch. shirt out there. We're going to do more of those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can wear. We don't have pants yet. So you, you technically, if you only wear our merch, you will be committing a felony because we also we do have underwear, though. We are. Well, that's a surprise, Kissel. Oh, that's coming. Okay. Very who interesting. Who, who knows who how kn- far along that will be? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? And um, I don't know if we'll ever leave our homes again. All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing as well as you possibly can. We'll keep on trucking and get through this like we always do. Keep on going. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everyone. And um, hail me. You have a quarter. You want a quarter? Yep. Yeah, I got a quarter. I got I got uh, I got a tip for you. Yeah, why don't you see if it fits right here in my little coin slide? <laughs> yeah, no. see what happens. Let's see what kind of tricks come out. Huh? It's just okay, thank you. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Ashley's Memorial Day mattress sale is going on now. Save big on select adjustable mattress sets up to $1,200 on Beautyrest Black, up to $800 on Purple, and up to $500 on Tempur-Pedic. Plus, get 72-month special financing with select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Visit your local Ashley store or ashley.com for better sleep and savings. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. No minimum purchase required. See store for details.